Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. Wanda. Welcome to We'll Write for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. Right. Today's episode is our second writer improv episode. Yay. Yay. It promises to be another fun night here at We'll Write for Wine. I love doing these. I know. Even though I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. It's so great for you. I know. It's, it's so, so unlike out of me. character. <laughs> I know. I love it when you do this stuff. And most of them are usually your idea, too. I know. It's weird. <laughs> I have something's happening. I'm just like, you. Anyway, I have my Osho Zen cards and my Apples to Apples cards, and I'm ready. Great. Well, that is all later on in the program, but first, we have wine. Yes, we do. Um, As many of you may remember, last (laughs) week we did our drinking game, which was really, really fun and a really, really bad idea. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I didn't think it through. (laughs) And since we don't want to rename the show, we'll write for Diet Pepsi... (laughs) That was our first and last Will Write for Wine drinking game ever. (laughs) From now on, we will behave ourselves, Mm -hmm. at least until the memory fades, which does not take as long as you'd think. (laughs) So, so Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? (laughs) Well, originally, as we had discussed last week, after we finished the podcast last week, I think it was on Friday, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. When we were both like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, what do we do? And we decided that this week we were going to have non-alcoholic wines. (laughs) We thought this was such a great idea. Like, we're not going to drink next week. It's going to be great. And Uh so we both went out. We both bought a bottle of non-alcoholic wine. And Mm -hmm. then uh, a little earlier tonight, I decided that I wasn't interested in having a non-alcoholic wine. I mean, y'all have to understand how much I look forward to Thursdays when we do this podcast. I just can't wait. And um, so... I swapped out. I had a, a Sutter Hill uh, Frey or Free. I don't know. It's F R E. I don't know how they pronounce it. Chardonnay, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's still in the fridge. And what I've pulled out is a 2006 <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc from Osprey Glen, Woo-hoo! which was part of my birthday gift from Sam, sent through MyWinesDirect.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People who know me know that I love MyWinesDirect.com. Oh yeah. <laughs> we need to get them to sponsor the show because I talk we about do. them constantly. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this Osprey Glen uh, Sauvignon Blanc is a Sonoma Valley wine, this is California, mm. and may I say, it is super yummy. Oh, good! It. I'm telling you, I've been a Chardonnay drinker for a really long time, but my mm. allegiance is switching, especially mm-hmm. for summer. Yeah, the Sauvignon Blancs are light and fruity, but not too sweet. The perfect summer wine, and you're not going to believe this. This one has a screw top cap. Get out. No, I'm totally serious. <laughs> I am completely sold on the screw top cap now. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's cool. Anyway, the wine notes are uh, the Osprey Glen is a rarity, striking a balance by bringing bits of all three personalities together. Notes uh-huh. of mango, lemon, and peach? Sure. The zing Ooh. of passion fruit? Yep. A more subtle touch of stoniness to round it out. Now, okay, first we had butter. Then we have, like, tannins with personality. Now we've got mm-hmm. stoniness, stoniness in a wine. Can you taste the stones? No. <laughs> anyway, they finish it out with, it's medium-bodied and soft with a clean finish. 
Mm-hmm. Which is true. That I that I follow. But the, cool. the stoniness? What does stoniness mean when it comes to wine? Do you know that? No. You're a wine person. I haven't put any stones in my mouth in a, since I was like four. Right. So. Exactly. And stones, <laughs> as I recall, granted it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. not yummy. Don't right? have a lot of flavor, no. So I don't I don't understand. I need to take a class in the whole wine thing because Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Let's do that. Oh, let's that would do be a Will Ride for Wine episode at like a tasting class or something. <laughs> Just wait for it, guys. It's coming. Anyway, the alcohol is thirteen point four percent. So we're being very specific. And mm-hmm. it's about thirteen dollars a bottle through mywinesdirect.com. dot com. Cool. I give it a Will Write for Wine rating of five out of five. I absolutely love it. Ooh, awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so, so glad. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So what are you drinking, Sam? Well, I was going to have a non-alcoholic wine called Ariel White Zen. Yeah. But then I decided that I really wasn't interested in having a non-alcoholic wine tonight. <laughs> I made it Great one week. like one week. I couldn't take it anymore. Because then I was thinking, oh my God, that means it's going to be like two weeks before I have I wine. Know. I couldn't do it. There's no way. I know. Mm-hmm. So tonight I'm drinking a 2004 mm-hmm. Rongo Dongo Jumili red wine from Spain. Oh my God. No. Just for the name alone, I love this well, wine. And and let me tell you, typing Rongo Dongo into Google was a little scary. Rongo, now is this a red? What is this? It's a red. It's like just a red wine. It's your basic red wine. It's a wine. red table wine? Or yes. Not, yeah, I think okay. it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's so kind some of a kind mixture of, blend of different or, kinds. Or, okay. Yeah, it's a blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, I, I could not find a website for the winery. Rongo Dongo. Which I, I know, which I think is a sin. Every winery should have a website, I think. Seriously, anyway, they totally yeah. should. I know. Because you never know when people like me are looking for the website. Um, I did find it on uh, wine.com, uh-huh. although I've never ordered from them. It's some website you can order stuff from. I've never ordered from them, but mm-hmm. I did find it out there. And the wine notes there are deep ruby velvet, mm. uh, medium nose of blackberry, meat, German chocolate cake, and earth. Again. <laughs> and earth. Stones for me and earth for earth, you. Yeah, yeah. Earth. So, which is really kind of disgusting because I have this vision of somebody burying the bottle and then digging it back up. I don't know why, but like kimchi. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, it also says round, nice mouth of berry, spice, leather, and brown sugar. I would have leather. probably settled for that. That I could have done better than meat, leather? German chocolate cake, and earth, which I wait, just don't get. Wait, leather. Leather. Well, I haven't I haven't eaten any leather lately either, but maybe it's the smell or something. I don't know. But it's I, yeah, okay. Yeah, leather and it's earth. Us. Like, I don't, yeah. the, the wine, I want to meet a wine writer. That is, <laughs> I want to pick the brain of a wine writer because some of this stuff, like, and that's the thing about it, that it all makes sense and it sounds lovely and it's wonderful. And then suddenly mm-hmm. they're coming up with stones and leather. Yeah. And toast. And butter. <laughs> Well, butter. No, actually, butter. I get. I mean, the buttery kind of flavor. For I mean, Mm -hmm. that's good. You know, that's yeah. But like German German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake. Right. Not just chocolate cake. Exactly. German chocolate cake. So apparently, there's a difference there. That's strong enough. Well, how do you like it? Is it good? It's okay. I give it a four out of five. Oh well, I probably I think it needs to be a little cooler than what I'm drinking it at. It's a little maybe a little too warm. But Uh, anyway, Mm -hmm. it was. It's fourteen percent alcohol, and it was. Eight dollars, which is a steal. <gasps> Fabulous, yeah. and it had like a rating of like eighty-eight. 
for eight bucks, which I thought was very good. So that yeah. is not bad. Not bad. That is not bad at all. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we know what we're drinking, we need to talk mm-hmm. about who we love this week. Time for shout-outs and shout-offs. Mm-hmm. And my big shout-out this week goes to Catherine Wade. I call her Katie. <gasps> for handling our improv stuff this week. Yay! Yes. Katie has been a good friend of mine for many years, and she proves it when she steps up to do stuff like this for us, because she has nothing to gain out of it. <laughs> feeling emails all week long which was very very sweet of her so katie i love you man you rock i have a shout out to lonnie because i mistakenly told her that she said fleet feed black feed Fleet black feed black see i can't even say it unless i'm drunk feed black last week now i could blame it on skype but i have a feeling it was the 25 steps in 20 minutes which is also actually my fault i came up with that really bad idea <laughs> i am too old for drinking games but anyway sorry babe that's all right <laughs> and also to doris in munich uh-huh. who emailed us with the red wine diet book which apparently is a new diet plan involving a lot of red wine <laughs> i love doris. Hi, doris i know and she is so sweet because she added not that i think either of you need a diet oh <laughs> so sweet but Although, isn't it about like I, I heart benefits, the red wine diet book? It's not about losing yeah. weight. It's about heart benefits because yeah, wine is really good for you. It's really, really good I for think you. when you drink a whole bottle doing drinking games with your friends when you're way too old for that stuff probably isn't the way that it's good for you. <laughs> no. I think maybe in moderation, it's probably right, a little better. Right, moderation. That's it. <laughs> so anyway, thank you to Doris. Thank you, Doris. (laughs) I think that covers us for shout-outs and shout-offs, and we will be back in just a minute. At Will Ripe for Wine, we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking. Excessive drinking is bad. It hurts you, it hurts your family, it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly, and we do not encourage it. A little drinking, though? Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes, when you've had a really long, exhausting day, and your kids are making you nuts, and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again, and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service, even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. And we're back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. We're tackling listener questions, and this week's question is from the wonderful Eileen Randall. Did Rendell. I say your name right? Randall. Randall, sorry. Randall. Sorry, Eileen. Randall. <laughs> Like Ren and Stimpy and a doll. Ren doll. Okay. Oh, oh, see, now I will always remember that. I love you, Eileen. <laughs> Those of you may recognize the name who've been to Literary Chicks because she's one of my fellow mm-hmm. literary chicks there. So, yeah. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She asks, could you talk a little about how to build sexual tension in a story? I don't want my heroine to seem like a prude, but I don't want her to be too slutty either. <laughs> Why not? Come on, Eileen. I totally cracked up when I read this question. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> well, I struggle with this tr- too, Not actually not personally, but in my stories. 
Yeah, we already have accepted that we're sluts personally. So yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, but what I find most helpful uh, with heroines who aren't as bold with their sexuality as some of my others is that I have their outer reaction much different than their inner reactions. Mm. For example, the hero walks into the room without a shirt on. The heroine might say, put a shirt on. But she's thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) You know? So uh, what this does is shows the reader that she's very much under control externally, but internally she's dying. Ooh, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I think the key to sexual tension isn't the sex, it's the desire. The problem Mm -hmm. is, a lot of times, the reason they can't have each other is kind of contrived in a lot of stories. Um, Two people are attracted to each other, it's hard to justify them not getting together. And a lot of writers default to the, he's so annoying kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. usually is not a good enough reason. Um, I think we've all been annoyed with people we just slept with anyway (laughs) so for me it really doesn't work present husband's excuse (laughs) exactly present husband's accepted right um so I think the core of a good, strong sexual tension relationship is having a really believable reason why these two aren't getting together, and then mm-hmm. having that reason create problems even when they have gotten together. It's great when you've got two people who approach life differently. Um, in Sam's Sight Unseen, which is fabulous, run get it now, um, we've got <laughs> Raven, the art thief, and Dax, the cop, and I love that setup of two people from opposite sides kind of having to work together. Um, and, uh, and, or, you know, another thing you can do is that they've got a history that makes it difficult and complicated to start up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that in a little ray of sunshine where I had a character who had made a really bad decision that left the man she loved devastated. And she didn't know how to come back from that. So mm-hmm. when they were thrown together again, it created a lot of really, really fun tension. It was fun mm-hmm. for me. It was miserable for my character, <laughs> but go ahead and refer to last week's 50 ways to torture your characters because it's really fun um whatever you do keep them apart with something believable and relatable and have it continue to cause problems even after they've started to get together um and then i think you'll be fine yep great that sounds great great question eileen yeah eileen (laughs) (laughs) to get your question on the show send them in to feedback at willwriteforwine.com Now for this week's We Recommend segment. Right. Each week we're going to recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever that we love so we can share them with you. (laughs) Sam, what are you recommending this week? This week I'm recommending KitchenAid stand mixers. Ooh. Yeah. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm I'm a gadget girl. And no, not those kinds of gadgets. (laughs) Kitchen gadgets. (laughs) I have everything. Ask me. I have it. <laughs> she Just does. Ask me. I do. I've got every every little kitchen tool there is. So mm-hmm. anyway, the pride and joy of my kitchen is my beloved KitchenAid stand mixer that I got 15 years ago. Uh-huh. It looks brand new, and yes, I have used it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep cranberry color, and it's gorgeous. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's like gorgeous. You know, it sounds nice. Yeah. It is. It's wonderful and it's powerful. I've made uh-huh. meatballs in it. I made cheesecakes, cookie dough, whipped cream, everything. <laughs> you name it. It can handle anything. Uh-huh. Like anything that's dense or whatever. Bread dough. It will wow. do it all. So, uh-huh. and it works like a champ every time. And you just can't buy products like that anymore. Oh, so that's what I recommend. Well, cool. so do you have? You're gonna have a link to it in the show notes, right? Yeah, <laughs> where will. people can find it because I'm sold. <laughs> I don't even cook, well, and I'm like, know, oh, I want that. 
they burn out. Most of them burn yeah. out so mm-hmm. easily. You know, the stand mm-hmm. mixers, they yeah. only last like, mm-hmm. you know, you might get maybe five, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe more out of them. But wow. this, uh, I told my daughter the other day, I said, I said, when I die, you can have my KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> <laughs> she just looked at me and walked away. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I don't think kids appreciate it that much when you talk about when you're going to die. <laughs> Well, I love uh, that that deep cranberry color. It sounds oh, really cool. It beautiful. sounds like it's almost the color of uh, red wine. Oh, that might have been why I picked it in the first place. It might be why you <laughs> like it so much. Well, there you go. It's actually the same color as our website. Oh, yeah, which is it fabulous. Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the color of our website. <laughs> All right. Well, this week I'm recommending a horrible waste of time called Bubble Shooter. Bubble. <laughs> it's okay. Bubble this Shooter. Like, it, okay, is it clean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a simple free puzzle game that you can play online in a number of places and it's addictive like Tetris. Did you ever oh, get addicted no. to Tetris? Yes. Everybody's gotten sucked into Tetris. Well, this mm-hmm. is very similar. Um I play it while listening to podcasts, <laughs> radio and stuff like that, and it has seriously hampered my productivity. Um but if you're looking for a fun way to kill a little time, it's definitely that. You can find it at a number of places by just searching under Bubble Shooter because mm-hmm. people can Im- embed it into any website so it's all over the place Um, but I'll put a link to my favorite place in the show notes (laughs) very addictive I warn you it sounds like it I'm not going to go anywhere near it it sounds like Godiva ice cream (laughs) once you start you just can't stop you can't stop (laughs) and that's it for we recommend we're going to take a break and we'll be back before you can fill your wine glass Ooh, (laughs) that's a new ending It's very nice. I like it. (laughs) A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight Unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. Tonight's Yay. topic is writer improv. Yes, tonight we're building a heroine from start to finish. <laughs> Friend of the show, Catherine Wade, has gathered all the suggestions you guys set in. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> and now we're going to open the email live and find out what we're in for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Building a character is about a lot of things, and mostly mm-hmm. what we're doing with the improv is just a specific kind of brainstorming mm-hmm. um, that you can do at home as well. Um, Sam has her Osho tarot deck. Mm-hmm. Osho Zen, right? Osho Zen. Osho Zen. Yes, Zen. And, and the thing about that tarot deck is that it has a lot of um, of things uh, kind of about journey, right? Right, they, right. About yes. life's journey. Yeah. Because I know the tarot deck generally is about life's journey, but mm-hmm. um, but it's this a little more... This one's very specific, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The thing about the Osho deck, uh, the Osho Zen um, is really specific and kind of gives things... So whenever we get stuck, we'll turn to mm-hmm. that. And also the apples to apples cards. <laughs> which we love. <laughs> which will give us things like, I believe last time it was trampolines. Trampolines, that we yes. From- the apples to apples. So when we're feeling particularly brave, we may pull something up from the apples to apples. <laughs> Although I'm a little scared. All right. Um, 
But mostly we're just going to wing it. I mean, the thing about mm-hmm. brainstorming um, anything, you know, a character, a story, or anything, is that it's all about, you know, throwing the noodles against the wall and just seeing what sticks, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to be crazy and, and come up with really bad ideas because sometimes <laughs> that's how you get the good stuff. <laughs> so we're showing you by example how to come up with really, really bad ideas. So, <laughs> and you love it, Sam, don't you? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So without further ado, here we go. Let me open up uh, the the email from Katie. Mm -hmm. And genre is caper. Okay, I can do that. Caper, okay. The heroine is June Beth. June Beth. Her name is June Beth. JB. JB. JB for sure. Oh, JB works for me. Okay. Okay, JB. And the setting is Palo Alto, California. Palo? Which, if I remember, is not that far from Napa. Oh, I see a theme already. I see a theme. All right. Oh, and um, Sarah, who has mm-hmm. given us Sarah, uh, says extra points for using duct tape in the body of the story. <laughs> oh, oh, it's preferably for something nefarious or kinky. Nefarious right. caper. <laughs> nefarious caper. All right. So we've got June Beth in Palo Alto. Have you ever been to Palo Alto? No, I haven't. I actually used to do a lot of business trips out there. Oh, good. I used to work for a company that had a satellite out there. And so Mm -hmm. I used to go all the time. And um, it's, you know, Northern California. It's between, if I remember correctly, it's it's sort of halfway, I think, between San Jose and and, uh, San Francisco. Okay. So it's kind of out there in that kind of very nice Northern California area. So it's Mm -hmm. nice and sunny. It's, you know, nice area. Okay. So we've got June Beth. We'll mm-hmm. call her JB. JB. Which I like. I, I like really that. like. JB. Yeah. yeah. And this is a caper. Okay. So she's she's going to be up to something. So what do you think she does for a living? What does she do for a living? Um, well, I would say that she's in uh, wine sales. Mm. Maybe she's like a Excellent. wine salesman. Okay, so maybe she's like a, a wine a wine person. She works at okay. wineries. I love right. that. You know, maybe, well, and maybe so I she's on the road a lot. That. She's on the road a lot. Which will help with so the caper. So how is she going to be involved in a caper? Pick a card. Is she, an, is she the inside person? No, I don't, I don't know if we're ready for a card Oh, yet. you know what? Is she I the inside read... person? That's, what if a oh, guy no. comes up to her? No, and... no. I, I just oh, oh, read, I just mm-hmm. read uh, a story mm-hmm. about wines that are counterfeit wines. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Somebody, perfect. Somebody is making knockoff, very expensive knockoffs, uh, uh, knockoffs of very expensive wine. And no way! Oh my yes. gosh, that's fabulous! And this is becoming it. like a real problem. So like wineries are starting to put the stickers on them. You know, like Microsoft puts the little 3D holographic oh, sticker no. or whatever. This is really like, they're actually doing that with these very expensive wines. <gasps> that is fascinating. Isn't and that, yet, I, just I can't it. believe it's only just happening now. <laughs> no, I think people have been doing this for years. No, it, people crazy. have been doing it for years, but I just read an article on it the other day. Oh my gosh, that's fabulous! All right, yes. so she's involved with the is she she's well, with the the real winery. Yeah, I think she's with she the doing real the winery. But I okay. think maybe what happened is somebody's been switching their their wines for something that's very very expensive, and it's All like right. getting and it's getting like like they're stripping their labels off and they're selling it as like this very expensive wine, like two hundred dollars a bottle. Okay, so she she works for the winery that doesn't sell the expensive wine. Right, they're just take they're taking her wine. They're taking and her they're wine. And they're stripping the labels off and putting yeah. it up. Yeah. How's All that right. sound? 
Okay, well, you know, I think that's good. You know what? I kind of think she needs to have more ownership, though. Don't Maybe you? she's the owner. She, no, I mean, ownership of the problem. Like, if you're going into a caper, oh, like Ocean's, Ocean's okay. Eleven yeah. is a caper because everybody's mm-hmm. there. So, I mean, I'm thinking it's okay if she starts out as a person that is, um, especially, no, I think it's better. I think it's wonderful if she starts out as a person who is, like, ethically mm-hmm. right on, you know, okay. and then a guy, it's got to be the guy. <laughs> A guy puts her in a position like torturing your characters. You have to make a character yeah. choose. Uh-huh. For some reason, she has to go along with him oh, 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 and oh. help him do this. Maybe he's like the wine FBI. Okay, so he's like... he's like he's the in... good guy. We gotta have him be the best. No, 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 no. He is the good guy. He's uh-huh. the good guy. But he uh-huh. comes to her and he says, your wines are being sold. You know, somehow, you know, your wines <gasps> so are being sold. So he makes it go undercover. Yes, with him uh-huh. to try to break whoever, to try to figure out who's doing it. Oh, okay. And to catch them. What do you think? All right. Okay. Well, I think that's okay. really good. I think that's a good setup. Now, again, mm-hmm. we talked about this a little earlier before okay. we started the podcast about how you always start with plot mm-hmm. and I always start with character. <laughs> so here we are. Did We've I got start a plot with plot? Going. We- <laughs> We got the caper, right? Okay. That she's going undercover. So that's really right. cool. But what mm-hmm. kind of person is she? Let's let's build mm. her. Who, well, I think kind of I think that she? she has to be heavily vested into this winery somehow. Okay, so is it like her family? I think it would be a family. I think it would be a family thing. I think okay. it would be family owned. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also more to it than that. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more. There's got to be even more invested. I mean, we talk about torturing your characters. Okay, she's the owner of the winery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Secondly, her family. It's her family's winery. You know? Okay, and she's the last one. Maybe she's, she's the, the last, last one. one of the family in so, the line. It could be right. So it's it all is on her shoulders. Yeah, and maybe you know maybe her family came over from Italy, mm-hmm. like however many years ago and this mm-hmm. and they've been growing wines for a hundred years or whatever i mean that's right. huge mm-hmm. that's to a, carry yeah. on that kind of tradition and maybe she loves it or maybe you know, she, she doesn't might... oh that could be too maybe that she could doesn't. be too maybe, maybe she she's doesn't. maybe she's in it as a sense of um obligation Respon- yep. of loyalty, loyalty of this yep. is what she has to do and oh 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 so okay what if the fbi guy isn't the hero what if the fbi uh, guy gets her into the caper uh-huh. And then she falls in love with one of the caper guys. Talk about conflict. That would be See, conflict. now but there's maybe sexual he's tension really right not, there. Maybe he's not one of the caper guys. Maybe he's like a guy from another winery who's trying to figure out how they're using his wines. Oh, come on. That's too easy. Oh, pfft. That's too easy. You're making him good. You're making him good. No, let's, let's complicate it. Well, okay. he's he's a guy who's doing a caper. Mm-hmm. He's doing this for whatever his reasons are. I mean, yeah, you know, at some point we're going to have to redeem him. But let's have a bad boy. <laughs> Come on. I mean, here's this guy. He's charming. He's good looking. He's mm-hmm. funny. He's smart. He's all these wonderful things. Everything she's been looking for in a guy. Uh-huh. Except. And here's your sexual tension. Eileen, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Here's this wonderful guy who's everything she's ever wanted, except he's a freaking criminal. <laughs> except for that one, right? except for that one thing. And so she can't, you know, she can't be with him because okay. it's ridiculous because he's a criminal and he's stealing. Right. I mean, he's using her family. He's taking her family name, mm-hmm. you know, because once they find out. So she's got this FBI guy on one side. Yeah. 
you know, who I think should not be the hero. I think our hero needs to be the criminal. Okay. Because, oh, God, there's nothing more fun than redeeming a bad boy. <laughs> Well, and I don't think he can be the leader. He's got to be, like, just one of the guys nah, in, he's just in one the of ring. The, guys. You know? the leader is going to be the bad guy. He's the antagonist. Right. So, of course, the, in the oh, end, oh, or the, leader's the hero a woman. has to. The leader's a woman. She's the antagonist. Okay. Let's not be sexist about it. The leader of the gang is a woman. I like that. <laughs> well, right. and then the hero in the end, obviously, is going to have to, you know, make a choice. She's going to make a lot of choices. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, okay, so they're they're doing this thing. She gets involved. She's going undercover. Mm-hmm. I love this already. This is better than the book that I'm trying to plot on the side for my next proposal. So, okay, so let's get back to character. All right, okay. we've, we've got the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep okay. going to plot. So, does she, but so let's she doesn't talk about have... her. What's her thing? What is What kind of life does she live? Now, she's all her family's gone. She has mm-hmm. no family, right? She has no so family. So she lives alone. She lives with a roommate. She lives... Who, how does she live? Well, I think if she owns the winery, mm-hmm. then she, would, she wouldn't need a roommate. I think she'd be okay she'd on her own. She'd live at the winery. She'd yeah, have exactly. the house. She'd have a house. So she has a house on her own. Well, you know, I mean, housing is very expensive out in Palo Alto <laughs> in that area. She's got a little house. Although we just kind of moved her to Napa, didn't we? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's near Napa. Let's go there. So Palo Alto, I think we're... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but if she's it's in California, of, but if her family has been there, they would have already, the house would already be there. You know, it would all be there. Now, the interesting thing was, is that, you know, maybe that house was full at one point and it's uh-huh. this humongous oh, house yeah. and there's nobody in it but her. Oh gosh, a big Italian family. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. gone. So everybody's would it be gone. that everybody's gone? Like her parents can be dead. But yeah. maybe she's got, like, brothers and sisters that just everybody left. Yes. So she's got a big family, but they've all gone off and done their own thing, right. and she's the well, one who's holding up the... That's right. Mm-hmm. And I love those stories. Yeah. I love those stories mm-hmm. because it's I know such you a, do. a noble mm-hmm. sense of responsibility. Exactly. For that, you know? mm-hmm. I love those. So, yeah. So, so all of her brothers and sisters are off doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And she's basically the one left because she was the last one. You know what I mean? Like right. everybody's gone. Exactly. And then what do you do? You're the last one. So she one has you have no to. choice. Right. She she's had like no the choice. one that everybody else decides, mm-hmm. you know, that they want to go off and do their own thing. But she's the one who's left, you know, holding the bag, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Now, but there also has to be something else for the FBI to kind of have over her in order to really get her into this. I mean, number one, they could say, you know, somebody's using your wines. Right. You know, mm-hmm. big deal that, you know, so, so she could try to stop that and then, you know, but there's got to be something else, I think, that they're kind of holding over her. Something mm-hmm. that, that she, as a character, is important to her. <gasps> what if one of her brothers, what if one of her brothers oh. went off and like was in big, big trouble and the only or, way to get him out of it? Oh, or maybe he was the one they suspect of sending, of, of being the go-between, the guy selling the wine <gasps> to the bad guys. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? So then she's got to clear her brother. Or if they caught him. No, what if they caught him and they were like, the only way that we're going to give him a plea bargain or a deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Or he's he's disappeared. disappeared. (gasps) Or he's disappeared. he's disappeared. I love that. And so she needs to find out. She doesn't know if he's alive. She doesn't know what's going on with these people. But if he's working with those people, then that's the way that she can go find him. Right. Right. So she gets, so then this guy, the guy, the hero... Mm-hmm. Who's the criminal? Is small time. He's just kind of one element of the outfit. He doesn't know yes. anything that's going on, and yeah. he's just sort of in it because it's a way to make money. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's a job. You know, a guy who knows a guy, 
right? And you're mercenary. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I love that. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. This is really good. So what is like her JV. personality like? What kind of person is she? Is she is she spunky? Is she quiet? Is she, you know what I mean? Well, she's definitely got a strong sense of loyalty. Because mm-hmm. she's, you know, rather than selling the winery, she's keeping it running. She's keeping right. everything going. Um, and, uh, well, how does she feel about her brother? Well, I would think that she absolutely loves her family. I think yeah. family. I think family is important. Otherwise, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be so loyal. That's true. That's you know what true. I mean? So mm-hmm. obviously, she has a very, very strong sense of family. But does she resent a little bit, kind of being stuck the way that she has? And then I her would, brother yeah. goes off and screws the winery. <laughs> like her yeah. brother was the only exactly. one who stayed. Like her brother was the only one who stayed and worked with her. <laughs> and he does it just to <laughs> screw the winery so that he can make a little more money. And she's like, wait a minute. So I think part of her would be after him to save him, but part of her would part be her. going after her brother to just kick his ass. Right? <laughs> Yes. I mean, don't you think? Yeah. So let's, so let's give her a little spunk that she basically okay. is like, it's not just to save her brother, but mm-hmm. it's also to kill him a little bit. Well, also, yeah, because basically her entire life now is invested in this winery. She probably right. doesn't have much of a social life. Uh-huh. Exactly. She's probably working mm-hmm. from sun up till sundown. Right. She's probably doing everything Killing there is to do. Killing herself for this winery. For this winery. That and she doesn't her brother even want to does this. That she doesn't even want to be at. And, and, you know, and they might just barely be making ends meet. They don't know. Right. Uh-huh. So. Oh, I yeah. like it. I like so it. So they're making, they're barely, she's barely making ends meet and her brother's going off selling this wine to make big, big money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she's got to be like, you know, well, especially because, you know, here she is. She's stuck. She's the only one left. Mm-hmm. Right. And then her brother yeah. is the only one helping her. So she's thinking, yeah. you know, even though he annoys her or whatever, her mm-hmm. brother, her brother does certain things and has certain personality quirks that get on her nerves. But she's like, you right. know, I can at least respect that yeah. he's staying here and he's doing this with me. <laughs> and then he goes and he's like the inside guy for them getting this wine. I love it. I love it. Oh my yeah. gosh, this is great. So, and maybe the FBI was on to her brother and then it came back to her. So that's how it ended up being back to her. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah. FBI is on to her. Oh, I love it. This and is maybe, better than the book I'm planning. Can I do maybe this book? The FBI, <laughs> like they come into her and they're like, this is all we found of your brother. And it's a piece of duct tape with some of his hair stuck Oh, it. duct tape, duct tape. Sarah, we got duct tape. <laughs> Sarah gives us extra points. We got duct tape. All right. Awesome. I love it. Duct tape with some hair. Oh, chest hair. Chest hair. Remember what we were saying last week? Torture your characters by putting a hairy guy with duct tape. Jeez. I swear I want to write this book. <laughs> so what does she look like? What does You're she physical. look like? All right. Physical. I think she's on the shorter side. Like short? Probably about okay. like 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, not, not real okay. short, but, you know, yeah. just on the shorter side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have her as a brunette. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I think Long or short she's, hair? Um, shoulder probably, length. Yeah, shoulder length. I think she'd mm-hmm. wear it in a ponytail a lot. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I think she's too busy. Yeah. I think she's kind of too busy exactly. to sort of pay attention to her personal appearance. That she's mm-hmm. she's so wrapped up in this whole thing, this loyalty to family. And then right. that'll be a really great thing when she starts doing this this caper and getting involved with this crew that she um, turns into a different person. Exactly. Like you know what that is that she has to start you know being pretty mm-hmm. and doing the makeup and the well, hair. Well, she thing. really she could turn into the person she's always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You exactly, know, instead of working so in the winery. Oh my God, I love this book. <laughs> yeah, and she could actually become right, uh-huh. herself. Exactly. She could have, it's actually freedom for her. Right. So right. being undercover and all this danger stuff she's is like freedom. She's finally broken she's free, free of all, because yeah. that's one of, that's the big thing is that she's been yeah. stuck in this grind of loyalty. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's this guy <laughs> that she likes that's part of this crew who's, you know, basically <laughs> stealing wine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So, um, so more on June Beth. Let's, let's okay. talk about June Beth. Let's, let's feel her out. So she's, she's a little shorter. She's got dark hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, she doesn't pay that much attention to her appearance. She's really, you know, working and she's mm-hmm. just doing her daily grind, doing her thing. And I, I, mm-hmm. th- I think physically she's very petite. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not really built mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to, to work that kind you know, to do that hard, heavy labor that she's doing. Right. But I, I mean, think so everything that she's woman. doing is a, yeah, but I think, but I think that she's really everything about her uh-huh. is against what she's what she's doing. You know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. if you have her be very petite and very mm-hmm. and, and all of that, she could be strong, mm-hmm. but she's just not you know like real strong. You know. Well, like- I think that yeah, I think that she hasn't been called upon to be that. I mean, she's mm-hmm. strong in the sense that. You know, all of her brothers and sisters have run off and done their own right. thing, Mentally, and she's yes, stayed back. All of that, but I mean, you physically, know? physically, well, she physically, doesn't really, yeah, 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 physically. You know, she's I mean, really... she's yeah, but so. I think that she should be. I think that her personality, though, mm-hmm. like she's this petite little thing, but I think yeah. that her personality should be pretty strong. You yeah, know, but she just hasn't. She hasn't stood up for herself yet. She hasn't stood up for what it is that she wants. She probably doesn't even mm-hmm. know what it is that she wants until she, she gets involved doesn't. in this caper, and she's right. having so much fun with it. She's probably mm-hmm. having a really good time hanging out with yeah. these people. You know, well, she's free. She's yeah. really free to be someone, anybody that she can, anybody that she wants to be. Right. So she she's totally reinvented this, herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Playing the character of the person she's always mm-hmm. wanted to be. And yeah. who is this person that she's always wanted to be? What is that character like? Very outspoken. Would, outspoken, confident, confident, funny, um, uh, driven. She knows what she wants. Exactly. You know, she goes for it. She doesn't have. A, she's not afraid to go for things. Exactly. Um, I think also um, maybe not sexually aggressive, mm-hmm. but also not hiding it or anything. You know right. What I mean? Exactly. And and this is a woman who's been working at this winery, been throwing herself into that. She probably hasn't had sex in ages. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because she's so into her work, which can happen. And yeah, the thing is, it's absolutely. such a shame when you're single and in your... How old is she? How old do you think? I think she's probably like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, when you're at that age mm-hmm. and you're throwing away your yeah, the youth... Best, yeah, basically the best years the of your life. The best years yeah. of your life. Exactly. You're single, you're pretty, and you're working like that. I mean, yeah. it'd be great. So she goes into this underground thing, and she starts mm-hmm. acting like, and that's what the FBI guy coaches her on. Right. You know, he kind well, of coaches her on how to behave in this world. 
Right. Well, not only that, they fund her. They give her the clothes. She right. can have whatever clothes she wants. It's like kind of like a free ride for her. Exactly. You know? So she goes into it, and mm-hmm. her whole thing is that she wants to find her brother. Now, are these right. people as deadly as your bigger criminals? I mean, is her brother really in serious danger? I think so. Because they can, you know, it's the same thing with anything that's valuable, like art. Yeah. You know, it can be traded for drugs. It can be traded for whatever. You get into this real underground. Yeah, but if you're talking two hundred dollars a bottle, I mean, even the. Oh no! It could be. It could be ten thousand dollars a bottle. <gasps> I mean, it, oh, oh yeah, gosh. we're talking big, big money. And oh so it's my A gosh. case of wine. Oh my know. gosh, that's fabulous! I love yeah. this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love this book. <laughs> This is great. This is why I collaborate now. Now, yep. you and I, we have to write this book. I'm serious. Okay. So, anyway. So, I just looked up on MapQuest that Palo Alto is um, almost two hours away from the heart of Napa Valley. Okay. Well, and, and the thing is, she could be out of the heart of Napa Valley. It could be a strike against where she is and make it even more difficult for her to sell her wines. So, there, so she's looking for her brother with this crew mm-hmm. in Palo Alto. So that's where yeah. she is. Okay. Okay. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. So she's got to go. She's got to leave her hometown. Mm-hmm. She's got to leave the winery. And I'm thinking they're in Las Vegas. I think that this whole ring is in Las Vegas. The whole ring is in Las Vegas. Yeah. So, okay. So it's a small satellite that's in Palo Alto. And then she yeah. goes with this other outside guy. And the guy, you know, the hero is this guy who's just kind of on the outside. He's kind well, of I like a, a little I would say the hero's in player. Las Vegas, too. I mean, I think he's just there doing a job. You know, he's kind of there. But I think the ringleader yeah. and where all the traffic, where the main traffic for the wines is going through Las Vegas. Okay. Because it's close enough. It's close enough to California. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. That you could drive there. So we have with, her just passing through Palo, Palo Alto then. <laughs> okay. We'll what? break the rules of the thing. You have like, to what? Well, Palo Alto is kind of supposed to be the setting for the story. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that is the setting. That's where her winery is. Okay, all right. So she's got to leave her winery, okay. and she's got to go to, to And Vegas. she goes to Vegas. Well, Vegas yeah. is always fun. Vegas should be fun. Vegas is always fun. Yeah, um, you can do a lot in Vegas. So I mean, she and goes for her, with And she guy. could totally reinvent herself in Vegas, because you know. Oh, yeah. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so now we've do got this Do we have to pay character. money for me saying that? <laughs> I don't think so. So not. we've got this character. Okay, we've we've pretty much figured out almost the whole book so far as far mm-hmm. as the plot goes. Isn't so that amazing? To, we got to figure out. We got to figure. Out, and I feel like I've got a really good hold on June Beth too. I mean, I feel yeah. like I understand what kind of person she is and what she's mm-hmm. up against and what she's dealing with. Um, so I don't what, know. I mean, what do, well, do, is there anything else that we need to figure out about June Beth? What else do we need to know about her? Well, you know what? The one thing I, I, about heroines or mm-hmm. characters when I write them is I never really know who they are until the first thing they say. Right. Until, until they start talking. So what's the first thing she says in so, this book? So the FBI guy walks up to her and she's in the vineyards and she's covered with, you know, she's been picking grapes and doing all this oh, stuff. Oh, an she owner looks does like not hell. pick grapes. Huh? An owner does not pick grapes. <laughs> well, yeah, but she could be. Well, okay, or maybe whatever. She maybe yeah, she would. whatever. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. She's so she's on. in the middle mm-hmm. of working, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he comes up to her. Uh-huh. I mean, what would be the first thing that she would say to him when he started explaining this to her, or whatever? <laughs> you know, what would be like her opening line? Um. Well, okay. So she's out working. Mm-hmm. You know, doing whatever. She's involved in her work, and this guy comes up and starts. Yeah, talking maybe to she her. doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Well, and then do she... they have to say they're FBI? What? I, I, Do they have to say they're FBI? I don't know. 
I think oh, so. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think unless okay. you're undercover, pretty much you're an FBI agent. You, uh... <laughs> what if he flashes the package and he goes FBI and she says something like, what, did I not do blah, 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 or something like that? You know, something really goofy. Okay. You know, something that's like totally, you know. <laughs> it wasn't me. I wasn't there that night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've been here every night. And if you last... have DNA oh, she evidence, could go this it's whole just thing. The... I've been working here every day for the past three months. I've been home every night. In I guarantee you, as much as go I would ahead, love to me. break the law exactly i guarantee you as much as i would love to break the law i simply don't have time (laughs) okay see that's perfect now i know who she is okay that's my girl (laughs) that's june beth and there we have writing improv with the heroine Mm -hmm. yeah and when we come back we're gonna have a title oh uh, okay we have to come up with the title okay (laughs) (laughs) but right now it's time for more wine We're going to take a quick break, and we'll see you shortly. (laughs) For 29 years, Carly McKay has known that her mother was never coming back. Her father was never going to file for divorce. Her little sister was never going to grow up, and that psychics were full of crap. This year, all that changes. From award-winning author Lonnie Diane Rich comes The Fortune Quilt, a heartwarming story about family, psychics, love, and quilts, and what happens when they all collide at once. Publishers Weekly calls The Fortune Quilt vibrant. Kirkus Reviews calls it beguiling. And you can call it yours if you just head on down to your local bookstore because it's available now. Pick up your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we came up with a title for our story. We're going to call it, wait for it, The Long Finish. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? It is. I love that. Good idea, Sam. Anyway, yeah. all copyright belongs to us because I kind of want to write this book. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody out there thinks we should write it, email us and let us know. Exactly. Especially our, our agents. <laughs> our agents and editors, yes. If an editor wants to publish this, please yes, go ahead and email us. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, want to win some great prizes? Yes! <laughs> great! Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. Mm-hmm. Each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket and win a fabulous... Oh, to win a fabulous <laughs> We don't win the prize. You win the prize. You win the prize, The name yes. in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Just everybody follows that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> One of these times, we're going to screw up bucket. <laughs> you know... It's just a matter of time. <laughs> On tap for June, we have an awesome Cheryl Crow CD called Wildflower mm-hmm. and a signed copy of Unraveled by C.J. Berry. Mm-hmm. All you have to do to enter is send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website. Easy. Two, maybe three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> we will announce the June winner at our first July show. So send in your comments and suggestions now. Right, and up next we have the dun, 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 dun. <laughs> weekly weigh-in. <laughs> Sam, how'd you do this week? I did very well. I wrote 20 pages and I finished the book! Yay! Yay! And it's so good. Oh my god, you guys are going to die when you get it. It's so good. I, love I, mean, this it's, book. I mean, it's written, but I still have to go back and like edit and fix oh, well, the last no, no, 60 no, 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 pages. No, it doesn't matter the editing. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Celebrate. <laughs> 
You finished the book. It's fabulous. And you wrote more than 20 pages this week. Didn't I you did. Like 60 pages this week. I wrote like 60 pages in like 10 days or something like that. That's it was amazing. insane for me. I know. Just, you did it the way that I did it and you got sick. I did. <laughs> I pulled a Lonnie. At the end of every book, this is what I do. I go up to like where I've got like it's anywhere between 60 and 100 pages left. Mm-hmm. And then I just barrel through it in like yeah. four days. You know? And I always get sick afterwards. Like, I don't know. It's something like all of your life force, everything goes into the book. Yep. And then you've got nothing left to battle like the little bugs or whatever I always get sick at the end of a book and Sam's always like oh gosh I'm so sorry for you that you have to live that way yeah thanks Lonnie now I've been a bad influence I think but you know what it was I just got to it and 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 I'm like you know I was tired I really Mm -hmm. was tired because I had written Mm -hmm. a lot and I actually wrote more many more than 20 pages like in the last in the last four days because I ripped some stuff out believe it or not I did I deleted a scene I rewrote it so it was more like 30 Mm -hmm. you know 30 or 40 pages by the time um, I was done but I just wanted to finish it I know. You know, I just got I to know. the point. I'm like, my head is in the book. I just right. want to write it and get it over with. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. that's yeah. I know. I mean, it's just so funny because that's the way I write all the time, <laughs> and I, I feel bad because like influencing <laughs> you in a negative way. Like she used to be so organized, and she'd write exactly so many pages all the time. <laughs> now I'm making her sick. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. So how'd you do this week? Well, I'll tell you, I did nothing. Well, Again. not true. That's not <laughs> true. Still, well, I'm still working on the new book, mm-hmm. which means doing a lot of laundry and household mm-hmm. chores while I think and mm-hmm. knitting and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, playing bubble shooter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's productive bubble shootering. It really is. Which is going to be one of our shows, Productive Procrastination, Right, what I like to call it, yes. Right, but it it, But really, you're thinking about the book, and it just, you know, I am. Mm-hmm. for every hundred ideas that you get, you might mm-hmm. get one that you keep. It's just right. the way it goes, you know? I know. So, and so there's, uh, you, you know, there's that, that part of the process where it you're is. just kind of sitting and thinking, and I've got actually got two books that mm-hmm. I'm sitting and thinking about at the same time. <laughs> and now, The Long Finish, Three. which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> I love June Beth. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Uh, are we done? That's I, it, right? I think okay. th- are we done? <laughs> I'm done. Are you I done? Think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now it's time for this week's Random Etc. segment where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Uh-huh. And keeping on theme this week, we're going to do Killer Word. Yay! Yay! I love the Killer Word. I know. Okay. <laughs> so hit me, hit me. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Lan yap. Lan yap. Lan yap. You got to spell it, then you got to define it. All right. L A N Y A P. Mm hmm. Lan yap. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of people talking on the network. Oh! Very good. That is extremely creative. Extremely wrong, but extremely creative. All right. Now, everybody, i got to give you a background on this word. This word, actually, for those of you who have been visiting Dogs and Goddesses, you know it because um, it was featured in one of the chats that we did early on in the collaboration for Dogs and Goddesses. We're doing this chat, and um, we have a mystery author who was uh, collaborating with us in the beginning who said that, you know, something was a lanyard. You know, mm-hmm. and, and of course, Jenny Cruzy, who I'm also collaborating with, knew it immediately. 
You know, I knew exactly what it meant. And I'm sitting there like, what is that? What does that mean? I don't understand that. And they're both like, oh, Lonnie. So I was sure that you would know it. And I have to say I'm a little heartened that you don't. Because I thought I was the only person in the world who didn't know. But anyway, the spelling is um, L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E, Lanyap. And it means a small gift, especially when given with a purchase, a bonus. Okay. So there you go. (laughs) That was basically just my testing. If anybody else didn't know it, go ahead and email me. You'll make me feel better. But, I mean, everybody, like, the thing with um, working with Jenny Cruzy and also the mystery author and also, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Chrissy, who's Ann Stewart, but we call her Chrissy because her real name is Chrissy. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're all so, like, smart and educated, and I'm just not. <laughs> I mean, I'm educated. I went to college, Girlie, but I forgot either. most of it. <laughs> I forgot most of it. My vocabulary is pretty... Can we blame color. it on age? Can we blame it on age? <laughs> well, I, I can't because I'm younger than everybody who knows all this stuff. So, unfortunately, I'm left okay. without that excuse. Basically, the only thing I have to blame it on is my mm-hmm. own stupidity um, <laughs> and my, my ignorance, which is vast. Um, so, so I, I have to okay. say, because Sam is really, really smart, I'm really glad you didn't know it, because now I feel better. <laughs> I thought I was, like, the only person in the world who didn't know it. But, uh, anyway, so okay. what, what, is, what is your killer word? Okay, my killer word this week is soubrette. Subrette. S U B R E T T E. Oh, you are so close. Oh, okay. man. And it means to um, put your hair in like a twisty thing <laughs> and then spike it with chopsticks. No? All right, I'll drink. Close. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so close. First thing well, your new hair, uh, I don't know it, why. It's spelled S O U B R E T T E. You were so close. I was really close. You were very close. Okay. And mm-hmm. it is a frivolous young woman in a comedy. <gasps> no way. Isn't that cool? It took me forever My to find this. My whole life word. revolves around Subrette. <laughs> How did I not know this? <laughs> I love it. I thought you'd like it. <gasps> That is fabulous. A fabulous word. Soubrette. Soubrette. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to have to use it with Jenny and see if she knows it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'm just a Soubrette. I'll be like, oh, it's Soubrette. <laughs> I'm just the Soubrette in the group. I'm just a Soubrette. <laughs> I'm just a gigolo and everywhere I go. Okay. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> see, that's what happens when I drink. I start singing. It's very bad for everybody involved. It's great. That's a great word. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that takes care of this week's random etc. And <laughs> now it's time for a refill. So I can sing some more. Oh, no. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> if a half-hour week of Lonnie and Sam isn't enough for you, we've got some suggestions. First, there's LiteraryChicks.com, where Lonnie blogs with fellow writers and hilarious gals Michelle Kuna, Whitney Gaskell, Eileen Rindall, Alicia Holiday and Beth Kendrick. Every month brings new special guest authors and new giveaways, so stop on by. For more Sam, go ahead and click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com. She's got the latest news, contests, and some great giveaways. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, 
but you got to go there. And the website for our alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. So be sure to check out LiteraryChicks.com and SamanthaGraves.com for more from the girls. Well, it's time for last call here on Will Write for Wine. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Be sure to send your wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website. Mm-hmm. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. <laughs> send cheap wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. <laughs> also, don't miss our cool Cafe Press store where you can get all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise with our beautiful wine stain logo. Mm-hmm. Be the first person on your block with a Will Write for Wine shirt or apron or hat. The link can be found in the right-hand column of the website at willwriteforwine.com. Right. And don't forget to vote for us at Podcast Alley. Thank you so much, everybody Mm -hmm. who has. Um, Your votes count new every month. So if you've already voted in April or May, you could, you know, vote again Mm -hmm. if you wanted to. Please. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) But if we ever do make it into the top ten, I will drink booze from a box, I swear. And you can review us at iTunes. We need mm-hmm. more reviews there as well. They haven't noticed us yet and put I us know. in their, you know, featured podcast section, which mm-hmm. I think is really kind of lame because we rock. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we should be in the featured <laughs> podcast. So everybody email the people at iTunes and tell them to get their heads out of their butts, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not exactly that way, but, you know. <laughs> no, do it that way. They'll notice. Don't do Don't it that way. Don't pay attention. <laughs> no, do it that way. I apologize to iTunes. <laughs> Now we have to apologize to iTunes. We apologize for any emails you may get that say the word but. (laughs) I guarantee they get worse. I'm sure they do. Uh, Next week we're going to do another movie night. Yes, we will be dissecting uh, Firefly slash Serenity. And how do you say it? Chocolat? Chocolat. Yeah. For world building and... With Johnny Depp. What? With Johnny Depp. Who cares about oh. world building? It's got Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's not about character next week. It's about world building setting. No, I'm sorry. It's always about Johnny Depp first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this should be fun. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and remember, every email you send us gets you an entry to this month's giveaway. So send them on in. All right. All right. So until next week, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money, well, you know, write for wine. <laughs> Works for us. <laughs> Works for us. Bye. Bye. We'll Write for Wine is brought to you every week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Visit us at willwriteforwine.com where you can find show notes, news about what we're up to, and sign up for email notification when a new show is available. And don't forget to friend us on MySpace at myspace.com slash Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. Go vote for us on Podcast Alley. Leave a glowing review on iTunes. Just send us a note. Really, we'll take pretty much anything. Because aside from wine and writing, we don't have a lot going on here at Will Write for Wine. And whenever you vote, leave a nice comment. We get very, very happy. So take a minute out of your day and make our whole week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on Will Write for Wine. I'm gonna get back
It's not morning anymore, so I have a diet cola and another diet cola. But then I'm feeling fine and I'm feeling pretty sharp and I'm feeling pretty wired and I'm getting things done. But right about two, I get this little tiny migraine. It starts by my eyes and it moves to the back of my neck and it moves to the bottom of my spine.